0: Same China, China different, different stories. stories. We are the we ones found our way, on their way life in a new life. Adopted, babies, adopted
1: from babies from China. Hello, hello. Welcome to ABC Adopted Babies from China podcast. Today I am speaking with somebody that I actually met doing Dragon Boat. So which is kind of funny because a lot of people that i have been trying to interview are usually people that i've just been like cold calling or like dming but we were on dragon boat for what like two months at least is that when you came in was it two months dang that season felt like it was a whole year but it was only i think like six months but yeah okay hi hannah how are you (laughs) hi i'm good Hannah's also a Chinese adoptee, that's why I was like, oh, why haven't I asked the Chinese adoptees on our team of 40 to be on this podcast? It's, well, I think there's only three of us, right? Yep. Yeah, we
0: find each other.
1: We found each other, and I feel like, how did we fi- figure out that we were all adopted? Was it, oh, I came out with you and Jen, right?
0: Oh, yeah, yes. Jen. Jen knows who's adopted, and she was like, oh, yeah, you should talk to this person, also this person. Yeah.
1: But I think there was like one practice where I like didn't have work that night, and then you guys are like, "We're going to this, to this, sh- to this drag show," and I was like, "I'd be down to come." It's like, "Wait, really? I have an extra ticket." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> Let's go!" And that's tru- how.
0: I think truly that was like the first time we hung out. Yeah, and it, was. <laughs> it was surprising because like not a lot of people are just down for a spontaneous like night oh, out yeah. like that.
1: I think it's because I work so much that when I get an opportunity, that's like very impulsive and impromptu. I mean, I kind of was like that before working a lot, but I was like, let's go. Because I also love, I mean, the show was really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I
1: was like, damn, I don't think I, that was my first, I think that was the first drag show in New York. I don't think I've been to any others.
0: Oh, New York is pretty good. But that yeah. show is special because um, a famous Thai drag queen was there as the oh. like the main event.
1: Okay, and I I don't remember if I... I might have missed... I don't know if I stayed or missed it, because I was tired. I can't remember.
0: <laughs> but oh, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I forget.
1: It was two, three months ago now, right? Our season ended in... Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, what is time?
1: I know. Yeah, because... Well, it was like when we went that night, because we met up with other friends, other friends that you and Jen know, and mm-hmm. then it was like oh you're, you're i was like oh yeah i grew up in maryland you're like yeah i grew up in the midwest and i was like okay we're in the midwest is it? yeah that's how oh, i was like oh yeah yeah i was like oh you're adopted aren't you and jen's like oh wait and i thought i already like introduced <laughs> you to as like this is dad also adopted yeah
0: that's the math people don't think about is like hmm yeah. asian from the midwest <laughs> white name white ass <laughs> name <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be.
1: It's gotta be. It's like yeah. this person has to be adopted. Yeah. Yeah. Even even like at the at the doctor's office too, it was like a Asian nurse came out and was saying my name and then it's like Tara Nolan. And I was mm-hmm. like, Hey and she kinda like was surprised that I'm Asian and I was like, Yeah, I get that. Oh a lot. yeah, that guy
0: da- I get that a
1: lot. Yeah.
0: Have you um have your parents visited you in the city and like have you gone out and done things? No it's so weird
1: okay because
0: i don't even like my parents and i don't dress alike either yeah so i am straight out like black peacoat like black Mm -hmm. everything just because that's what i'm like and then my parents are like standard midwestern parents so people never assume we're in the same party like going to a restaurant i have to tell them three people like my parents are behind me so i'd be like yeah they're with me and then the looks are just like Okay, go with us. Yeah, like there's a, always a pause.
1: Because I definitely remember that experience. I'm sure all all of us do. As like we were growing up, for sure, we got used to it. But I think as we like became more self aware, for me personally, like now, I haven't. My parents, my parents and I actually we just like finally reconnected after mm. like two and a half years. But they haven't visited me in the city yet, and I haven't been down there either. So uh, that's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's interesting because. I mean, you're more, I'm guessing you're more in tune with your adoption now than probably when you were younger.
0: But Oh, yeah. Wrong. Oh, yeah. Because I've been working on it.
1: Yeah. And like,
0: work is a real term.
1: Work is, I know. You're in your later 20s, right? Like past 25? We're kind of in that same bracket, I'd say.
0: Yeah, you're 94?
1: 93.
0: 96. Ooh.
1: Yeah. It's the big 30. Woohoo.
0: 93. So, okay, so I have this, like, side project where I'm tracking the timeline of the political events surrounding adoption in China. Ooh. Um, I can show you after this just for, like, visuals or whatever. Um, so that coincides with my particular orphanage. Okay. Because yeah. I have details on that coinciding with my parents' um, journey to get me because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what happened in my first couple of years of life. Okay. Because I, I don't know. No one knows. Right. And 93 is interesting because um, international adoption was allowed in, like, 87.
1: Yeah. Or something.
0: And then it was paused for a while. And then in 91, then, it, it was able to start again.
1: Oh, well, I didn't That's, know that. This is from
0: memory. Okay. Um. So it's not, like, you know, scientifically true. I had no I have idea. to look at my notes. But, yeah. So do you have, like, records of... Shit I treatment? I have do you I trust have, them? Uh,
1: I don't know. It's like it's iffy. But I have because I was adopted, so I was like born ninety three, is what they say, and mm. then but I was adopted in ninety eight, so it was actually five years after. Yeah, like five years later, or four and a half, five years later.
0: What were you doing for five years?
1: I'm pretty sure I was just in the orphanage.
0: <laughs> oh okay.
1: <laughs> I know people are like, "What happened?" It's like I was one of those kids who didn't get adopted until I was five. Almost five years old, I guess. I don't know.
0: Were you on the special needs list?
1: I don't even know. Like the oh. the records that I've seen, it doesn't even show any. It's like this person's relatively just healthy. The only thing was like the cleft palate that had to be repaired. That's it.
0: So okay, so yeah, that would be a uh, that probably would needs. be yeah. Because they do that for like anything that's abnormal.
1: Yeah, like
0: anything that's like serious or not serious is special. Okay, needs.
1: well, tell tell me more about your your adoption because it sounds like you weren't adopted until you were two years old. Is that it? Or... Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: wow. All right, let's um,
0: go. Do I start? You know, I just recently found out the county I'm from. Okay. By looking at records and everything. So, my adoption. You want, like, the full story, gritty details and all? Whatever you'd
1: like to share. I always leave it open. Like, if you want to go into it, you can. Or if you just want to yeah. be...
0: Well, here's, here's what I know. Um... So I was brought to or found at um, an orphanage in Hepu County, China. So that was a small region, like a little general countryside area near Vietnam and the coast in the south of China. And I was there. I was brought there at about five months old. Before I was five months, I don't know what happened. So I was likely given my name there because my surname is Guo, which -hmm. is like country, like rural, and then brought to um, Nanning, an orphanage in Nanning that was recently opened. It was called Mother's Love, which is a pretty yeah. prolific in terms of the people that went through, but it was one of the first orphanages that started foster fostering and oh, international adoptions. Okay. So the person who started that was a social worker, and I mean, she has a book and everything. She has like articles mm-hmm. about like how that journey even began. But she like saw these kids, you know, you know the situations they used to be in.
1: Yeah, I heard. About and
0: yeah, she saw that, and she's like, I can't leave these children. And so she built up um, like neighbor, like neighborhood aunties, essentially, to be mm-hmm. nurses, and she trained them. And this is when they didn't know that, oh, kids shouldn't sit in nappies, wet yeah. nappies all day. Kids need to, like, eat food and be right. touched. So they had to be taught that. So then I was fostered through that Nanning orphanage, um, somewhere around Nanning, uh, for, like, a year and a half, maybe. And my parents actually... There was a, a mix-up with a... With Holt international who they went through mm-hmm. and they were assigned a korean boy at first okay and they specifically were like we want a girl yeah and so with heavy hearts they had to turn that down oh wow yeah um for years later my dad would carry that that boy's like picture in his wallet oh. just because that's the kind of people there mm-hmm. um and then yeah they got matched up with me and I was on the special needs list because in the rural hospital, you know, when they do checkups, they have to make Cape records of everything. Right. Um, they discovered that I had a hole in my heart. Oh. Um, Ventricle septic defense? Uh, I don't know what it is. VSD. Mm. Um, and then... So they knew that before they adopted me, and then soon after, I got more checkups and discovered, oh, there's another hole. She should get open heart surgery, like, now. Oh, So on my third birthday, I was in the hospital fixing that.
1: Whoa.
0: And that actually plays a big part into my, like, adoption story, too. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have survived um, in China without that heart surgery, and I wouldn't have gotten that heart surgery in China. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the broad strokes.
1: Oh, so it's like you had the surgery in China, and I wonder.
0: No, I had it in the US. Oh, you had it in the US? Mm hmm. They adopted oh. me, and then a, a little bit later, I had surgery.
1: Oh, I see, I see. Okay, because you, you were adopted around like two years of age. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, dang. Huh. Yeah, I wonder if they performed like any surgeries in china of like that magnitude on basically like abandoned children
0: Uh, i mean i don't know if they valued the kids that much to do Mm. surgery on them because open heart surgery is tough and expensive
1: yeah
0: like even in the hospital i was at there was another open heart surgery on a kid going on and the kid didn't make it the other kid didn't make it yeah
1: yeah because that's a pretty i mean fragile i'm sure it's like a pretty tiny hearts tiny hearts intense procedure
0: Mm -hmm.
1: wow and were you very small for your age of like three getting that too because i guess Mm -hmm. even if you're smaller it's a whole nother
0: i don't you know i have the measurements just because it's all written down by doctors and stuff but i haven't compared i just assume yes because i'm a small person in general
1: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say you are petite Mm um Has that followed you at all to present day, like, the, the effects of surgery or anything? Do you have to get that checked up every year, probably?
0: Oh, uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm the youngest person in the cardiologist's office most of the time. Damn. Um, but otherwise, it's not serious until it's serious. So, yeah. like, yeah, I have a murmur and everything, but so do a lot of other people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well.
0: I'm just going to trust whatever the cardiologist says.
1: Right. I mean, just keep doing your checkups and whatnot. And yeah. I feel like these types of things don't really... Hopefully, don't take effect until like you're older, older. And we all want to get older and die old age, mm. not of early things.
0: Yeah. I would if hope. we can be so lucky.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And then I forgot if you mentioned that you... Are you the only child of your parents Did they also adopt remember
0: they have two older biological sons oh Um, okay yeah and my mom my mom's family just has trouble like giving birth Mm -hmm. in general like there's a lot of miscarriages in my mom's like um family yeah and so she has two miracle kids Mm -hmm. and that was a struggle and so, like, the reason they adopted was because they couldn't have anymore, And they really wanted a girl.
1: Yeah, because they have two two biological yeah. sons. Which okay.
0: is fucked up in a in its own way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I laugh, but I was going to say, we did talk about this because I also have two older biological son brothers. Mm. Yes. That's mm-hmm. the right word. Yeah, okay, that's right. Now it's all coming back to me, that fateful warm night where we sat down and had... I don't remember what we ate, but it was like, oh, you have two brothers who are older than you and you're adopted and you're a girl same.
0: Oh. yeah. It's like immediately when you meet someone and you find out they're like uh, a Chinese adopter, you and adopting generally, like you immediately know mm-hmm. them. Yeah.
1: I agree. And then when you have similarities in your story. So, I mean, I've spoken with a lot of adoptees who have like a younger sister, usually, who's also adopted from a different part of China. Mm. Uh, You and I don't relate to that. But when you said, oh, yeah, I have two older brothers who were biological sons, I was like, oh, yeah, I know that life. Mm -hmm. It's not the same exact dynamic, of course. But I was like, yeah, Yeah. that sounds familiar. So it's like we live the same life in a different (laughs) area of the U.S. I didn't. I mean, I had surgery. I had surgery in China, but mm-hmm. not, yeah. But I also was, like, stuck. I was there for, like, four and a half years, so.
0: So you must have a decent memory of... Not at all. No.
1: Not at oh, all. Wow.
0: Uh-uh. And I wonder
1: if it's also just, like, present day. I don't even have that great of memories of things that happened two years ago.
0: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I think... so it's a you for our own.
1: It's a me thing. It's a me thing. <laughs> okay. I think my brain just pushes out these old memories for, like, new things to happen, I guess that's kind of a nice way to live life too. Like, but I do admit it was, there are like moments where I'll like read something or I don't know. And then these memories of like unpleasant things that happened in high school, like come back. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I forgot about that. And so yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother, I don't love that experience, but it happens there. It's like, Oh, and then I forget about it. So I'm okay with that. Um, I think, Going back to China, though, because I did go back to the orphanage and everything after wow. my, my like, moment of, like, I want to learn more about adoption, which was only, I mean, two, three years ago now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the place, the orphanage, I'm pretty sure got renovated, like, it looked newer, nicer, in a way, than I'm pretty sure what it was when I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I think a small part of me was like oh I think if they hadn't renovated it maybe the sensory or the environment would bring back any memories but absolutely not I was like I don't recognize any of this Hmm. yeah, yeah
0: mine um, was like torn down and built somewhere else mm. and then now I think it's still like running out it's like making itself useless which is the point
1: yeah I wonder I mean, based on the recent news, though, and you're you are doing a like, oh, they might have a need. I don't. Yeah. Do they? They don't need it. They don't have a need for as many of them, too. So,
0: yeah, the whole the whole program was for like um, kids who needed homes. right And eventually um, it started to be only like kids with disabilities. Yeah. And so that's how it shifted. And nowadays, I think there's even less of that. But I don't yeah. know what COVID's going to do to them. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I know. So COVID, and then, yeah, just reading all this stuff about the population and business and economy of China is just declining. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> We're over here. Well, in the US and Europe and other places. So do better. Do better.
0: Care about your citizens, for once.
1: I mean, It is like, I mean, it's a Lunar New Year just passed too, and it's sort of like a thought of like, well, I don't know, like, are we supposed to be mourning something during the New Year? I don't think so, but part of me feels like I do sometimes, just a little bit, like, oh.
0: Dude, I don't even know, like, Chinese traditions. I barely do too. (laughs) Like, they had the white rabbit candy at this club I was at yesterday, it was like, what is this? Have I had this before? Yeah. I don't know. And then I gave it to my friend who grew up in China. She's a Chinese national. And she's like, my grandma used to give me this candy every time I go back. And every Lunar New Year. And I'm like, oh, good oh, for you. Yeah. You can take it. <laughs> it's so like, I don't have it. This having a
1: really sentimental, nostalgic like, meltdown. And you're like, here, have it then. Yeah, it's
0: like half good candy. It's all yours. Yeah
1: i don't think i even know what you're talking about but i feel like it's like some
0: it's like, like a hard toffee oh. it's like a toffee that doesn't want to be eaten by you oh. you know
1: That doesn't sound very good but...
0: <laughs> it's fine oh my gosh it's yeah. the classic like kind of candy you'd find at your grandma's house okay yeah
1: that would be why that i feel like i probably have had it then it sounds kind of familiar
0: it looks like a titty roll, but it yeah, has okay. white rabbit. Yeah, on yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And then, yes, I know. Okay, now it's coming back. I'm pretty sure I've had it. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's very hard to eat. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so you've also befriended like a lot of. I guess I don't know if they're international. I always think of them as international students because a lot of people who are like Chinese culturally and like grew up. Well, New York, that's, like, a lot of them are actually American-born Chinese, and then also a lot of them were students who came from China to university in the U.S. and then, like, moved. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, I, th- I always find it int- very cool to, like, talk about adoption with Chinese national... Yeah, I think that's the right word. Like, Chinese national nationality as their mm-hmm. nationality. Because uh, then also, like, hearing their experience of just, like, trying to adjust to the culture here at an older age or... Um, obviously just being in america i was like oh so it's like nobody really gets far from it unfortunately like we all have to work through this whole ethnicity and race identification thing
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the ones i know for sure they're expats Mm. um and i don't think we've talked extensively about it but the the ones i'm close with They're pretty liberal. Mm, Like, the reason they want to stay in the U.S. is because of their ideals, you know?
1: Yeah. And the opportunities
0: here. So it it hasn't been an issue so far.
1: Yeah. I I can't imagine there would be a lot of very (laughs) pro-China people coming here. Hmm. (laughs) That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) There's, um, so I work in architecture and a lot of, um, people don't know this, but a lot of the, the architectural staff are Asian mm-hmm. for one reason or another. And so I worked with a guy who grew up in Hong Kong and his view of Hong Kong versus someone of our age is very different. Okay. Uh, so that was fascinating to see. I don't think he'd be like pro CCP, but. Yeah. he just has a different um viewpoint.
1: Mm. That's right. Yeah, speaking probably with like a different generation in there there too. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole different experience.
0: Yeah, cuz like from what he said, the people who grew up under British rule only don't know what it was like not being under British rule and they don't know what like um things they've been afforded as as they are now. Like, yeah. they don't understand why things are the way they are, or, like, can appreciate um, how mm. their way of life serves them, mm. in a way.
1: I see. Huh. And this is somebody that you worked with who is probably a generation ahead of us.
0: Or... Yeah, he was like mid thirties, wow. mid to late thirties, and with see. a kid. Okay. He so he's a family-oriented dude, but he's a pretty cool dude. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just had to think about that for a second because like we were talking about the protests, and I was like, I was pro Hong Kong mm-hmm. protests.
1: Yeah.
0: Pro Chinese women who don't want to get married or have kids. Yeah. <laughs> he's very not that.
1: Yeah okay huh yeah so
0: yeah you get both sides you get, all you get sides. both sides
1: that's right I mean because I think you hear of more of like the traditional quote-unquote mindset in the U.S. and that's mostly people of a generation that's I think like two or three decades ahead of us mm. so wow very fascinating how that
0: works hmm. yeah have you had um any other queer people on your podcast
1: yes I have oh, okay actually just spoke with a hannah before you but i was like oh my gosh hannah g and a hannah l and um hannah g also identifies as queer too she was talking about how she has a long distance relationship with a partner who lives like on the east coast and she's all the way on the west coast and i was like holy cow how do you do that i was very impressed yeah that's it's it's hard yeah it's a time difference That's, that's a time difference i know it's only like three hours but that's actually, yeah, I was like, I, I respect that because I was like, not long distance, but like the ex-boyfriend, I actually broke up with him in that time difference. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, uh, you're, it was over the holidays, but I was like, I respect people who like really can commit to each other that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was just like, wow, but I have spoken to a few people. Who identifies queer? Some haven't, some have spoken more about it, others haven't. So I was like, I leave it up to the person I'm speaking with, like what they're comfortable with sharing. Cause so I was like, yeah, tell me more about
0: that if you want to. Oh, sure. Well, I guess I, I maybe I haven't mentioned, but I grew up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a suburb of Minneapolis, St. Paul, which is the two major metropolis areas, like two capital areas. Um, so, the suburbs, uh, in the early 2000s were not exactly, uh, gay-friendly. <laughs> mm, I believe that, yeah. And my family, um, was Catholic. We mm-hmm. gr- all grew up Catholic, went to Mass every Sunday, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Thankfully, not anymore. They don't do that. Um, right. I'd like to think I had a hand in it, but, you know, I don't know. Mm. I can't I can't claim that too much. Um, but yeah, the Catholic Church is still anti-gay. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think that will change. <laughs> uh,
0: then it would stop being the Catholic Church, I
1: think. That's, that's a good point, yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, so I grew up thinking that... And being told that being gay was wrong because it wasn't in the Bible, which, you know, according to the editions of the Bible and what you read, it's not, it doesn't say that at all. Right, it's not explicitly, yeah. So that's just an excuse to hate other people that are different from you in whose lives you don't understand. But yeah, it put me in the closet for a long time because I was a happy kid. Mm-hmm. um before i like grew up and could understand the world yeah and my first kiss was a girl in like kindergarten mm. so i always knew it was always yeah. there like i didn't even know what sexuality was mm-hmm. or it, what interest it was it was just there yeah um and it wasn't until college that i had to like acknowledge it because I think combined with the PTSD from, like, adoption stuff, I built up a really, really good mechanism for blocking things out or ignoring things. Avoidance. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: So I've been working on that ever since. Whoa.
1: Okay, so it's did you go to a university that was, like, more liberal or did you go somewhere that was, I mean, like, an extension of where you were?
0: Um... (laughs) <laughs> Both. Okay. Um. So, like, as we grew up, time did change a bit. Um, I was in um an architecture program, which tends to be more on the humanities side. Mm-hmm. So I was just surrounded by a pocket of people, but I also like was very focused on school that I didn't acknowledge other parts of my life. Yeah. For a long yeah. time. And then when I came to New York, I was like, nobody gives a shit. I can be who I want.
1: Yeah. This is amazing.
0: Oh. And how how
1: long ago did you come to New York? Like four years? Four years ago. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. you've been here for you've been here for a bit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until you came to New York that you were able to be like, okay, I can just be me and fuck it, basically. Yeah. Whoa. okay, so you really kept that to yourself for quite some time. It's, like, 20 years. or Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, did the adoption aspect, too, I guess, like, the timeline for you, my question is, like, when did it, when did you start to, like, learn more about, like, adoption and then also, like, your identity, like, your sexuality, too, like, did that happen at the Mm -hmm. same time that you were able to do both, or well in tandem,
0: mm, I think adoption came in like every so often just because it's so heavy mm-hmm. um, and I don't um have a huge tolerance for emotional like uh work mm. um, I don't know if that's like me naturally or just like I can only take as much as I can take mm mm-hmm. um. I'm a very introspective person so I think I think about things very deeply and they um sink in um when I do understand them and like think through them um -hmm. so it's just a lot uh I guess you know when I was in high school I didn't know it but I was always flirting with girls Mm -hmm. um I thought I was trying to make friends but I was making like you know friends friends yeah. Um, so that was just always there under the surface. And mm-hmm. again, I couldn't even allow myself to acknowledge that for a long time. I did yeah. do a lot of unlearning, which oh, is why it took sure. so long. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They always seem so separate to me. Mm-hmm. Those two aspects. But it did... When I came out to my mom... Um, it, it, took a, I know I had to do it because I owed it to them. It felt like I owed it to them to let them into my life, to let them know mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. Cause I could have just easily like not told anyone. Right. But I don't think that's fair to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't fair to me cause I can't like be my full self when I'm around them. If I yeah. do that. Um, and then later I would ask them, <laughs> I've literally asked my parents if they regret adopting me or if they regret like anything about, um, mm. getting me. And I knew they would say no, but I was like ready for like whatever answer they'd say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's fine. I don't imagine a lot of people would be chill. A lot of Americans would have been chill with, getting a gay not femme kid because mm-hmm. <laughs> when my mom wanted a girl she wanted to put that girl in dresses and mm-hmm. stuff
1: yeah yeah it's like uh,
0: and like we... it took me yeah what? I oh, well
1: i'll well, become our own selves so but you yeah. know
0: i know and there's some like filial piety that i don't know if it comes from me or if it's generational or something i don't know but i feel like mm. i owe them like, I feel like I should honor them in some ways. And so it took me a while to even cut my hair because my mom liked longer hair. And, like, she can't grow hers out. So when I was younger, Mm. I just, like, kept it longer. And then when I um, decided to cut it, which I'd wanted for a long time, I was like, I don't know if my mom is going to like this. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. It I had to like give myself permission to be myself and once I did it I was like Oh, this is who I've been this entire time. This is who yeah. I should have been.
1: Yeah. A long time ago. Whoa. Well, it sounds like you had a couple really tough conversations with your mom, but it seems it seems like I sense it's like your mom doesn't really matter. like she's not she's not upset by it. She's like, This well, you're my daughter, so I mean I'm happy if you're happy. Isn't that, like, the thing we all want in our children and parents? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think most do. Um, I've had friends from the same area, who, like, grew up in the same area, whose parents essentially disowned them for being bi or queer. I know. So it's, like, I definitely don't take that aspect for granted. Mm. Um, And my dad, uh, he... Unknowingly contributed to a lot of the negative stuff, mm, yeah. Um, but he said that if he got a do over, he'd do a lot better. So I'm glad he's getting okay. more liberal as he ages,
1: yeah, yeah. And because a lot of that I'm sure comes from like how they grew up to and what they mm-hmm. learned, right? So it's like 40 to 50 years of whatever they've learned, so yeah, can't unlearn that overnight. But it's good that it's nice when. They like acknowledge. It's like, hey,
0: yeah. They like don't know a single gay person in your life.
1: <laughs> well, you will soon if you come to New York, right?
0: Like, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I've, I have always wondered for like people who are adopted and also queer, because like, I don't want to, because I know you mentioned it's like as like two separate things, but I was like, man, I I want. I imagine like. I guess it's not really. It is like two separate things, but I don't know if it, sometimes it feels like it's just like a part of who you are, and the adoption thing just becomes like an added thing. Um, yeah, I don't know if that made, made any sense, but because it's like talking to. I guess like.
0: Oh, are you I asking if adoption made me gay? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Did adoption make you gay? That's. that's
1: like yeah, the I want to I have use. to form
0: my own family. Oh gosh,
1: no. in more ways uh, than one. I guess it's uh cuz like it's like talking to friends and so, I mean like so my brother is also uh like he's gay for sure and like he knew for a while and I I kind of knew and then he came out to me and it was like okay cool uh-huh. but if he was also adopted I was like well like is it is it like two separate things that you had to work through or like that's just a part of like that's obviously oh. who you are that's how you were born right and then like yeah <laughs> does it yeah it's definitely gay <laughs> <That's>, um, <laughs> i know um,
0: is this a comedy podcast um i know
1: right uh, i might as well be but um, I, I guess i guess in a way maybe yeah. adoption helps i don't know like speed up the process or like really coming to who you are or if it didn't it. Well, i think that's what i meant to ask
0: it's definitely a layer of identity that you also like mm. have to work through in your own way because they affect different parts of your life. Like, I could live my entire life not not acknowledging adoption or whatever. True. And some adoptees do that.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: Um, but I can't, like, not be gay. Yeah, that's. that's who you <laughs> it, are, it's yeah. just, it's not how I am. No. Um, and if you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, I don't know how to explain that part. Um, but yeah, layers of identity. So, like, if you do one part, you just have the tools to do the other parts too. Mm, I see. So, you just get familiar with your boundaries and your comfort level, and you need to express what you need, what you don't need, yeah. um, and exercising those.
1: chronicle like the events surrounding like the one child policy Mm -hmm. did this part of chronicling did you you went back to china right and you went back to where your orphanage was or the second one was or no i
0: haven't been back yet and until a month or two ago i didn't want to go back
1: oh so it's new like a new yeah
0: yeah um now i feel like i have to so Mm. i guess it's just on the docket once covid settles down yeah if it does
1: okay but first you're gonna go to japan so
0: <laughs> yeah <First laughs> i'm gonna go to japan. the fun parts
1: the fun parts of asia
0: Eastern yeah japan. not the societally wrecked uh yeah <laughs> medically endangered parts. parts
1: okay yeah that's 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 a recent development i don't know if anything if it was like covid or something else or you're just, like, it's a natural, like, you know, i curious, and then, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, yeah, well, when I-, I
0: discovered they do tours to the the first orphanage I was at, I was like, oh, well, I have to go now. I have to Ooh. find where I was found.
1: Yeah. Were you adopted with, like, a group of other kids?
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Were you? Dude,
1: I, I was, too, but I don't remember any of them or know them.
0: <gasps> really? oh you don't have documentation of like
1: there's like a picture and i'm and i was like i don't recognize i don't remember any of this
0: yeah so i wanted i actually wanted to ask you this because um for like 10 years our group would or like a majority of our group would um reunite across like in a different state in the summers so we would have like a series of reunions of all of us and we were like uh, friends growing up, and then it abruptly stopped.
1: Wow! People
0: went on their separate ways. The internet was invented, yeah, and Facebook. Everyone just got on Facebook. Huh. So we technically have con- like we know connected, each other's yeah. Facebooks and stuff, but we don't talk to each other, or hang out because like, how do you hang out with a stranger? Yeah, who you're deeply connected to.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because because it's like. And I guess that makes sense for about 10 years because then you start to be in your, like, what, early teens, teenage years, and then, like, parents are like, oh, well, now my kid's, like, getting into activity, so mm-hmm. we don't need to, like, connect them and bring them together. Because I, I have heard that pattern, I would say it's a pattern quite consistently of, like, kids who are adopted together. It's, like, up until they're, like, 15. Mm. There's There was one person I spoke with who was like, no, we still get together even now at, like, 25, 26. It's like, whoa.
0: There there are like some people in New York. Yeah. With me here and I do like hang out with Oh. Yeah, we were connected. Oh, from, okay. that I was adopted with. It's crazy. Wow. Well,
1: that is cool. Yeah. yeah. I was like, uh no, I have no idea. There's like a picture. There's a picture but I don't.
0: That's like mm-hmm. all I got.
1: Maybe there maybe I should ask my parents like do we know anybody that <laughs> cuz I, I was like the oldest kid for sure when mm-hmm. I was adopted. There might have been a couple, I think there was it was a small group, and I mean, there was like, I feel like there was like a group of babies, and then there's a group of like older kids, quote unquote kids, uh-huh. of like two and up, maybe, and Interesting. I, I, don't, I don't recall any of that stuff. Huh. That makes me think I should like explore that a little bit more this year. But, Why not? Yeah.
0: People love getting messages out of the blue.
1: Uh, well, that's how I connected with somebody who's, like, from the same orphanage as me, but we were, like, we weren't connected until, well, because of Facebook, actually. Mm. I was like, this is somebody I've known for, like, five years now, and that's only, was like, what, 25 to 30? So, I was like, wow, of age? So, I was like, I don't really know. It's kind of wild. Yay, internet. <laughs> yeah. And I think Evelyn says that Evelyn is still connected to, like, people she was adopted with. Evelyn's pretty young, too, I think.
0: Oh, she's like i think so i n- yeah. I can never tell with tall people because i just always <laughs> assume they're older it makes no sense oh my gosh no i and agree with that too the people we hang out with nowadays i just always assume we're around the same age but then oh. there's like a random 22 year old and i'm like shouldn't you be in class or something yeah
1: i was like huh Should What's be
0: different life stages going on right now i
1: mean well even like the dragon boat team i think a lot of them are indeed like just out of school undergrad Mm -hmm. and uh i think there's like a handful of us who are like 26 to 30 something and i was Mm -hmm. like wow i feel too old to be
0: here no we're the we're the proper age to be there we're the majority
1: uh, yeah i was like huh but I, I was like, I didn't I didn't really talk to most people or hang out with a lot of them. <laughs> I was like, uh, mm. um, mostly because I just like, I think I do a similar thing where I just like have to separate from my like, okay, we're here doing practice for two hours and then I just need to go rest. Like one time I went to lunch and I was like, oh, my God, this was like a six hour venture.
0: yeah. <laughs> I clear my day today. when I do that.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, maybe maybe this year I'll just, you know, clear the day. Because yeah. the commute itself was like an hour. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and depending on where it works, sometimes it was like an hour and a half. So I was like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Those were the days. You found out about the team through Jen,
0: right? Mm
1: hmm. Okay. So I met my
0: friend Jen through mutual friends. That's what mutual we tell friends. people.
1: Mm
0: hmm. Um, and um, one day she was like, you want to play volleyball? I'm like, I'm not that sporty, but I can play stuff. And I like being active. So I'm like, okay. you know what? Sure, why not? And it turns out it was the Dragon Boat team. Oh. And then that day, Jen and Evelyn were like, there's a spot open. Yo. And it's for a women's spot because you need to balance the genders. Yeah. Um, and it was like, well, I don't know anything about how this works. But I trust you in that the spots go quickly, so I might as well jump on the opportunity, right? Yeah. I can do anything for a month. Yeah. Turns out Dragon Boat's a h- harder than um, <laughs> people think. And it's oh, mostly yeah. the practice, because I didn't have any endurance.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to build that up.
0: Yeah, and I had no idea what Dragon Boat was. Yeah. Um. So then I learned about like the whole like tradition and the um the story surrounding it um because it's like a hong kong thing i don't know yeah. very many people who know about dragon boat
1: mm-hmm. to be honest yeah i think it yeah it's a it's a hong kong thing. i learned all this too i was like i don't mm. know what it is i think i had seen like a post about it on some like subtle asian something mm. some facebook group that was like out for Dragon Boat, and I was like, "Man, why not?" Again, impulsive.
0: Oh, that's how you found out. Mm-hmm. So you did an interview and the tryout. I did the
1: interview and the tryout. Oh. Yeah, I did the whole thing because I, 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 have my impulsive side sometimes. Where it's like, "Oh my gosh, something new! Let's do it!" And that's how. I, that's how I ended up doing it. And yeah, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of strength and core building. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you're on a you're stuck on a boat for like two hours at a time in those practices, um, which I thought would be like much more uh, scary because like, what if I like want to leave? Can't <laughs> you can't, <laughs> you can't. You're stuck on the boat? <laughs>
0: you can only paddle.
1: <laughs> you can only paddle to get back.
0: Uh, um, yeah, but I appreciate that. I need times where I don't do anything else because I tend yeah. to overthink. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you're paddling, like, you have to count. And for me, it's sort of meditative in that way. I just have a clear head.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's like you are focusing on, like, okay, we do have to all be in sync. And you can't think of anything else except counting and, like, how to move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Match the other person. Match the other person. Oh, yeah. Ignore
0: the fact that your arms are dying. Yeah. It's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. <laughs> this is a good ad for uh, Dragon Boat. Everybody should do it. It's uh... a...
0: <laughs> yeah. Cute story. It's... Um... Yeah. The I mean, the whole reason it exists is, like, just a folktale. Because mm-hmm. it's just, like, rowing, but as a team. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. Uh, whenever I um, explain it to people, I would say, like, you know how Vikings would, like, <laughs> row a boat? With a drummer. It's sort of like that, but with a dragon.
1: Oh. That's exactly... That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. that is it. I'm going to use that for a comparison now when anybody asks. Okay.
0: Because um, there are people who are like really big sticklers on it, the fact that it's paddling and not rowing. Yes. Which yes. I don't under- fully understand yet, but I respect it.
1: Uh, I think it's like the difference in motion. The... I mean, yeah, but, something. like,
0: why is it offensive? I, you know, I don't know. Is, is there that much pride in paddling that I guess so. you can't be called I mean, a rower? I don't know. I
1: don't know. I'm sure if we ask anybody on the team that have been doing it for a while, they'll, they'll have a lot to say, a lot yeah. to say on this topic. It's like, oh, why is it that, uh, okay? <laughs> it was pretty fun. Pretty fun, though intense and fun
0: yeah i'm actually going to stick with it which i didn't think i was going to
1: oh really okay well yeah
0: like before i'd started i was like yeah we'll see what happens like
1: like yeah let's do it for a month and then yeah uh, maybe you'll be promoted to the front of the boat
0: no 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 no. i don't want that
1: you're like it's too much
0: pressure (laughs) i want to have fun i don't want pressure
1: uh it's still a lot of pressure to be in the back of it too Um, Yeah,
0: but if I'm, like, off or wrong, the only people I, like, myself is, like, me and one other person. I see. Not the entire board.
1: (laughs) Hannah does not want to be a pacer is what I'm hearing.
0: No. No, 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 no,
1: no. (laughs) You're like, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool that that's, like, how we met. So I was like, whoa, there's... I I figured too. it was like, there has to be at least like one other adoptee on this team. This, this can't be all like. I mean, it was mostly Asian people. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like there has to be like another adoptee. But I it's not like you can just go up to people and be like, hey, are you adopted?
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Do you? Is there like um, a time when meeting someone new that you feel like you need to clarify that you're adopted or you need to come out in a way? hmm
1: sometimes sometimes i feel like there is and i think it depends on the environment i'm in so it's like because i got really involved with also known as which is like a adoption organization here in the city and they're for mostly like international adoptees Mm. Um, primarily like most people are korean adoptees and then there's a lot of chinese adoptees but there's adoptees from like south america um, other parts of Asia too and of course like when you go to those events you don't have to be like hey I'm adopted what's up yeah but it's because like because also known as I I became really close friends with like a Korean adoptee woman and she's like a jewelry designer and it was just like we we were both talking about this Jacqueline and I because we she works the pop-up markets at the holidays during the holiday season so like union square and all those other markets Mm -hmm. and it was like this this mother came in with i mean it's like a basically a white mother came in with a chinese daughter essentially and then the daughter wanted to buy something so the daughter gets something and then the mom comes to pay for it but it was like jack and i both looked at each other we're just like oh we like knew that that was her mother right Mm -hmm. so immediately jack was like whoa um, I hope this isn't, like, weird, but we're both adopted here, too, and we think you are, too, or, like, you're adopted as well, and if you ever need anything in the city, so I was, like, that it's was nice. one of those moments where I was, like, oh, I guess we're, like, coming out as adoptees to another adoptee, Yeah. But it was, like, just, that was, like, one of the most random ones, and then I feel like, because I'm very involved with running, so, like, the running community that I'm a part of is pretty diverse, there's a lot of people who... Come from different backgrounds, a lot of like students who become like residents in the city, but came from like other countries. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like, I actually hosted a like Lunar New Year gathering with some people from the running group. And again, it's like I like to usually separate that I don't like do that, but I was like, you know what? It's Lunar New Year and I have the space and I might as well have some people over. Uh, and, but then I invited a really good friend. She, the person I was talking about that we met on Facebook and we're from the same orphanage. So like mm, Katie game mm-hmm. and people, cause Katie doesn't know anybody in the running. She knows of the running group because I talk about it with her. It's like, oh yeah, the running group. So all these people who are from the running group and then Katie was there. And then like my old roommate was there. That was like, that was one of those opportunities is like, I guess I'm coming out as an adoptee. Cause people are like, oh, how do you know each other? And I was like, Katie's my best friend and fellow adopt fellow orphan sister like I don't know like what do I say to that
0: sure, sure. So I was
1: like oh so yeah I think there are more moments that I'm just like yeah this is my then it became like a line I was like yeah Katie's my best friend and sister orphan sister yeah that sounds kind of weird but I think it <laughs> sums it up pretty well right like we were both from the same orphanage you know sure so yeah I feel like there are opportunities where it's just like, yeah, I have to come out as an adoptee. Otherwise, it has never come up before. And like mm-hmm. those people I know, obviously, for at least two years. Mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So it's like, huh.
0: So wait, they go two years and then they realize, oh, you're adopted?
1: <laughs> I think it's like, I mentioned it when I ni- initially started, maybe because uh, they're like oh what do you do and i think the pod this podcast itself was like a way to be like oh I'm an, I'm an adoptee do you know anybody who's adopted like that kind of thing yeah but it just it's not like always on their mind or like how because sometimes people will still sometimes say some like uh like yeah sometimes people will say some things that are like uh awkward because i'm adopted yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's when i gonna happen that's when
0: i bring it up to shut them up
1: yeah you're because like, Cause oh, like i
0: don't what want, what want to hear any more like these comments so i'm just gonna be like yeah. Did you know that I'm adopted? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. All
1: right. Yeah. Or they like say something about their family and something about genetics, and I'm like, uh, am not just gonna exit this conversation? <laughs> get back to me when you're done. This yeah. So it's like, uh, and it, I don't know. I think being in New York though, it's like less that we have to do that because it's just like people just know, or like they just understand. It's like, oh, yeah, you're 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 adopted. Or you're, or you're an American-born Chinese, maybe I don't know, but I think here we don't want to do it as much. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like you're ABC? Because you grew up white. Sometimes I feel sometimes. I sometimes I relate to ABC, but I'm literally not. Yeah. So it's no, like I, hard to explain. Like I guess I'm an immigrant, but I don't feel like an immigrant. Yeah,
1: that's I feel that way actually. Yeah. I mean cuz even speaking I went to visit my friend in Pennsylvania somebody I just knew when I was like much younger and on the bus the girl sitting behind me was I mean like I, I mean 18 I do think I can say it's young now cuz that's about 10 years my junior but mm. it's, it's like she was saying it's like I or they I think she identifies as they and she so um, gender fluid mm-hmm. um, but they were saying that's like I'm in my first semester at this small college in Massachusetts I play rugby and I did wrestling in high school and immediately my mind so is gay. just like exactly I was like so gay. Sure, you're, it's great you're definitely gay and it wasn't until like two hours in the bus ride and we got broken down and we had a weight that she was like they they said that's like yeah I really was like I was like I'm just really gay I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> it's great I was like and, and then they were saying it's like yeah I didn't really no, or it's like I did kind of know, but I just didn't really like acknowledge it because she's like I only know two cisgender people at my college, and I was like, wow, that's a small college. But <laughs> they were saying it's like this is like the university that's known for yeah, but once once rugby was said and then mm-hmm. wrestling, and I was like, that's that seems pretty that seems pretty gay, right?
0: Yeah, wow.
1: And that person is American-born Chinese. And it's like speaks Cantonese but learning Mandarin, and I was like, wow, okay, I feel like in some ways I relate to you more than I thought other people would. So it's like, huh? Yeah. Hmm. But I feel that too. It's like, I feel like more American born Chinese. And then the name of this podcast is totally a play on that. Cause.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I was
1: like, yeah, I mean, we are, we get mistaken for American born Chinese all the time. Mm -hmm. And then we don't speak any Cantonese. And that's like, Oh, so you're not, you're not even Chinese. (laughs) Quote unquote.
0: yeah Yeah. that's that's the whole other like subject it's like oh how chinese are we
1: i know right Uh, it's it's, um because it i I definitely had this conversation with my dad once was like where where is it that like people like me would be accepted like we're chinese we're adopted like china won't accept us because you well obvious reasons but like, even the, in America, though, it sometimes feels like we're not accepted. Even in the more liberal areas, still, it's, like, not exactly we're accepted for being Chinese. My dad uh, was like, uh-huh. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, have like you could try living in, like, Europe or something, and maybe it'll feel different. <laughs> no. I was like, I don't know if it would, but it might provide some sort of relief for maybe, like, half a year. Mm-hmm. And like, eh. Nah, we're just... We're just we're not Chinese enough, apparently.
0: Uh, we do not look it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the idea of a threshold is um, wrong. There's yeah. just different divisions mm. of, you know, ethnicity. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, we could learn the language as much as we can. Like, could we could be fluent, but we still wouldn't be Chinese because we don't know the traditions, the, like, foods.
1: The culture yeah the mannerisms mannerisms yeah
0: and it's like the world we live in is just so very different that i have a cousin who's teaching in china who's likely more chinese than i am mm. um so i don't know we're I, I think we have to make our own path that way
1: yeah
0: because no one else is like living in our shoes Exactly. The way we do. Yeah,
1: and I think there's that's also why there's like a comfort in meeting others. Obviously, I mean, mm. there's so many of us, uh, and I'm sure there'll
0: continue to be many of us. Sadly.
1: Speaking, yeah.
0: Did you retain any of your like language growing up? Because you had to be somewhat speaking.
1: I definitely was speaking. I'm pretty sure I was speaking before I got here. I I think because my it's like i think because we we wanted to start, have me start school on time with everybody mm. that i did like a very fast crash course on english and just like i think it just it's just a me thing where i just compartmentalize or something where i like forget other stuff mm. um, but picking up chinese again recently hasn't been as hard as i thought it'd be i mean it's still hard but it's so i guess in a way i've retained it really deep down i mean i've I spoke with, like, an adoptee who was, like, I did hypnosis. And, like, afterwards, I was really able to, like, connect more with, like, my birth culture or something. What? That I wasn't before. It wasn't a Chinese adoptee. It was a, uh, I think she's a Russian adoptee, I want to say.
0: Was was she adopted young?
1: I think she was adopted pretty young. So I was like, huh.
0: I want to do that just to see what'll happen. I know, Not that I, I think it works, but like I want to yeah. see what happens.
1: Just see what happens like to go under hypnosis or some sort of therapy.
0: Damn, I'll put it on the list.
1: Hypnosis. Hypnosis next to going back to China. Which would you therapy. do first?
0: Hypnosis therapy. It's more um accessible. available, yeah, <laughs> accessible. Sure. Yo,
1: cuz I think doing the th- hypnosis therapy and then going back to China could be quite something, because, you know, I don't know, you could learn something, you might not. Oh, mm-hmm. You never know. Um, it seems really scary, though.
0: I do actually want to learn Chinese. I, like, kind of didn't for the long time, c- just mm-hmm. because the learning career was so steep, But I knew I'd be in it for, like, 10 mm-hmm. years at least. Yeah. But I think I'm just happy if I'm able to read it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to perfect speaking, so...
1: Okay, I'm the opposite. It's like, I don't care if I can't read it. I just want to to speak and be like, can I have some food? (laughs) Where's the airport? (laughs) You know, the important things.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh,
1: What's the best food here is probably a good one. Uh, Also, the obvious, like, oh, yeah, uh, I'm adopted. Where's the orphanage? It's usually pretty good to know. (laughs)
0: Where's the orphanage? Yeah. That's pretty your conversational. Yeah, but like,
1: Hey Damn. I'm American. Where's the good food? I'm adopted. Where's the orphanage? Yeah.
0: no, I'm gonna need a translator no matter what.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably more efficient that way. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully they work on your behalf and be like because uh, mm-hmm. I guess that's another part of the whole the whole process is like finding your family, finding birth connections or not and then like because I think that depending on what your objective is for your trip, it's like going to change what you end up doing. Because hmm. mm, mm-hmm. have you have you been back to China at all? Or no, nope. not yet. Okay, nope. so you, doing the tour would be like you'd get the whole the whole thing.
0: It sounds yeah, like. I don't love the idea, but I know I have to go. Mm. Hey, I do hey. want to recreate photos that I have, though. Oh, that'd be cool.
1: That is a good idea.
0: Actually, I don't. Do you have recordings of you when you were young? Because I have recordings oh, wow. of me speaking um, Canto and Mandarin.
1: Whoa. Because my
0: foster parents mixed them. Wow. Yeah. yeah, my parents did an interview with my foster parents as during the adoption process, and they recorded it. So I'm like, little young me, my high voice, speaking Chinese to the translators.
1: What? Oh, that's cool. Because you're... Are you born 96?
0: 95
1: 95 96 96. so you're you were adopted like 97 if you were two yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I don't even know (laughs) you know now that I'm talking to my parents again maybe I should ask
0: these questions yeah I mean I don't know what the journey meant to them so it might it might mean a lot
1: yeah
0: wow recordings how do you celebrate adoption day I always keep
1: mixing up when it is, so I don't usually celebrate it. <laughs> I was like, I think it was one one year. it was like, oh yeah, wasn't I adopted like April something? And my mom's like, no, you were adopted May something. And I was like, oh really? I thought it was April. And she's like, no, I think that's when we, like we announced that you were coming. It was in April. I was like, huh? Okay, so clearly I don't celebrate it at all. <laughs> and then like birthdays, I'm just like, I'm alive. That's cool. Yeah,
0: I mean it's just another day.
1: Yeah. Uh, Who knows but...
0: if it's the day I was born.
1: Exactly. It's like I don't I don't know if this is true or not. It could be the t- this note that's now a tattoo says I am, but mm. I don't know. It's just a part of my story obviously.
0: Um, do you um believe in horoscopes or like the astrology thing? A little
1: bit. I do pay attention to like the characteristics of horoscopes where it's like, "Oh yeah." this person like if you're because i'm a virgo so it's like the characteristics and traits i like pay attention to that so whenever mm-hmm. people tell me their birthday i immediately look up like characteristics of this person and i think i sort of let that inform how i like interact with them like, oh, okay <laughs> this person's supposedly very like two-faced so <laughs>
0: is that what a virgo is
1: no or is that a libra that's a, is it a libra no i think it's a gemini oh
0: oh okay okay
1: <laughs> yeah no virgo's like critical and judging and i was like that's actually kind of accurate
0: damn (laughs) it's like hmm oh i was i've always been skeptical of it and i wanted to test it out to see if my birthday actually tracks because with a like five month old you can only be so accurate you know so i think they generally have the right time of year yeah but yeah someone read my chart and i was like that's okay. mostly me. I'm very impressed. I still don't believe don't in it, but I'm very impressed.
1: Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Now, now I just view it as like a interesting to see if it's actually accurate. When I, I mean, I don't know. Maintaining friendships for longer than a year is, I think, when you have to, when you really know, like, what a person's like. Mm-hmm. Friendships, relationships, all of them. It's uh. crazy perfect opportunity to round out with the last question we kind of talked about it too but is there anything else you'd like to hear from other adoptees that you are
0: curious here about? um let's see what needs to be said mm. um there are things i'm curious about i think there needs to be more science done about it but um there are a lot of reports that adoptees have like increased rates of i b s or um like depression anxiety, mental illness type things hmm. and because they're still studying the gut right now, there's um a correlation between um, disrupting the gut microbiome when you're young like you would during an adoption process oh. um and having that giving increased rates of like mental illness so like a lot of the gut actually affects the brain and like because of the reports i know that i grew up on kanji and like noodles and everything yeah um and for that diet to switch suddenly for all of us i think is why my stomach is messed up Mm. um and it's why i always gravitate toward like asian foods for some reason Mm. i don't know why I've always liked white rice, even though I didn't grow up with it. Mm -hmm. I know that's not like that's a very stereotypical, like food to say, but like, I just like the taste, the whatever taste there is. Um, So, yeah, there's like I think the science is still getting to us and how our bodies are fucked up. Like, mind and body gets um, disrupted when you make that transition when you rip someone's from their culture
1: yeah yeah oh yeah body too for sure Because body internalizes it as well yeah yeah to freaking kanji i'm done i'm not a fan
0: (laughs) oh i love it you love kanji it's warm it's like soothing
1: that's funny. There's a there's a place called like, Kanji World or something in in uh your Chinatown. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called Kanji
0: World or whatever. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I don't like,
1: like
0: I don't like the egg, but I like the kanji. Okay. The thousand year egg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But there's kanjis without egg and then there's just other mm. flavors, so you might actually enjoy that. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I think it is because our bodies, that's what we... I'm pretty sure that's what I... Probably was like poor... I mean, it's like poor people's food, technically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. That's what it is. It's poor people's food. And there's also like... I think it could be made well, but if you have not the the cheaply made one, you're not going to like it later. I mean, I'm not a fan.
0: There's luxury kanji out there, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean... You should get some in Japan. There's there's Japanese kanji, right? Is it the same?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's the same. I just know there's an echelon of like um, Chinese cuisine that is like luxury food. It's like high. It's fine dining for sure. Mm. And I know Korean foods haven't really reached that yet. Yeah. But um, it'll it'll probably happen. There's mm. a lot of Korean cooking. I know is also like home, home yeah. cooked like style yep. i mean it's not bad
1: it's not bad i was like i like i like some korean cooked food too uh, especially with like uh the new h mart that opened near me <laughs> oh hello h mart oh yes
0: um, um yeah i mean i guess generally the mental illness stigma i think should be talked about and like yeah. with adoptees i don't know if you're in therapy but therapy has really helped me a lot
1: uh i was for a bit my therapist kind of lost it on me so i haven't been in it since
0: (laughs) that doesn't sound like a great therapy experience
1: yeah i was like who do you go to when your therapist uh has their own breakdown on you so (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: that's crazy
1: yeah i have i have screenshots and stuff to show it. i was like uh yeah i think i'm gonna take a break from therapy for now
0: did they like fire you or something? Like what? No, it was
1: so I started therapy initially because I was like, oh, I'm not very close with my family. I don't know how to deal with like the feelings towards my parents because it's been all this time that we haven't talked, and mm. it was you know adoption, adoption related, of course. And then my therapist had the way that she did stuff. It was through BetterHelp. Just gonna put it out there because I had a good experiences BetterHelp too, but this this was not a good one there. And the therapist would like, here are a bunch of prompts, like questions I want you to answer. And then we'll talk about it the next session. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like, I was starting to like date somebody who, you know, since I've broken up with it since this. But um, I told her I was talking about the person I was dating. And then she would like give a nickname. And I was like, I don't think that, but that person wants to be called that. Just saying. So this is like the first sign. And then she like had prompts about like. The person I was dating and I was like okay I don't really want to talk about the person I'm dating can I can we keep continuing about like family and then she's like uh in order for me to help you you have to answer these questions I was like but I don't really want to answer them right now can I just like do it for myself she's like absolutely not to be your therapist I need to see this and then I was like, okay I just you know like let's take a moment can, can we talk about this in our next session because it seems like I upset you the therapist <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, we don't need to talk then she just like it was all these like messages that she kept writing back I was like we don't need to talk about this you're telling me how to do my job and like just went off and I was like okay I wasn't trying to tell you how to do your job just uh I was like asking like can we talk about it <laughs> uh yeah we didn't have another session after that but th- it went on and on and it was just like paragraphs and paragraphs of like don't tell me how to, don't tell me I'm a bad therapist and all, like just it just went like it went down I was like whoa I must have like triggered something in this person <laughs> you know no
0: I mean? it, that's that's all on them
1: <laughs> yeah I was like okay I'm just gonna just gonna stop seeing this therapist and uh Holy yeah crap. so since then I haven't you know you know what I came to terms with my relationship with my parents on my own after eight months of no therapy so hey who knows um yeah, I was like, hmm, yeah, that's, so I guess it's like a bad breakup with a therapist, maybe, can, can say that's been done.
0: <laughs> yeah, they definitely self-destructed.
1: Yeah, I was like, ooh, I didn't mean to do that. Mm. Yeah, it's like I came to terms with my own parents on my own, and then I also broke up with that relationship that wasn't serving me. So I was like, who needs therapy at this moment? I mean, I'm sure I will again, but. Dang, I was like, I need a break after that. Yeah, yeah, that was a rant. That was totally a rant. <laughs> it's
0: okay. Um, I think everyone could benefit from therapy in one form or another. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree.
1: Some I mean some experiences may not be great, and but there's always like additional ones. Yeah, I definitely benefited from like therapists before that for sure. Yeah. The one I really liked, uh, like, ended up having to, like, leave the service. And I was like, damn, I'm sad. Oh. Yeah. It happens, though. It's like, I guess our therapists have lives, too.
0: Mm-hmm. It can't be easy.
1: It can't be easy, though. I don't know how. I, again, I commend people who could do that that type of work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, man. Do you see? Do you? Because I know there's, like, adoptee therapists, too
0: specific for like adoption um yeah i the one the way i found mine right now wasn't specifically seeking out an adoptee specialist it was i was just focused on a therapist that like i could could connect with Mm. who could um like listen to me and actually remember the things i'm talking about oh yeah be non-judgmental and actually be helpful um and Having another perspective there um, is really helpful because f- for me, sometimes I can't see something that's directly in front of my face. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right, because um,
1: it's like you're thinking about everything else, but yeah, maybe,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, original question, um, but yeah, I so I go to hers mostly for adoption issues because that's. Mm-hmm. Um I think what I need help with the most. Yeah. Um so in a way she's sort of specializing. Specialized,
1: yeah, specific for you. Yeah, that sounds like a good therapist though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it works. It works. Well this was this was a good conversation. I enjoyed it. Just <laughs> sitting down too. talking about adoption. Uh it was also really, you know, nice to like meet you too because of Dragon Bow and then hanging out and then I'm sure I'll see you, I'm sure I'll see you again because Dragon yeah. Boat and other things. Let's let's go um, restaurant hopping. Restaurant hopping. When we get back. Um, yeah. When do you, when do you get back?
0: I don't know. Mid February.
1: Oh, that's right. You're like leaving pretty soon. That's why we're doing this now. I remember now.
0: Yeah. That's
1: like I think you get back. And then Evelyn leaves or something like
0: that. Yeah, I don't know if you do, like, return guests, but it would be interesting to get, like, Evelyn in here, too.
1: Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, have
0: you ever done, like, like a group oh, podcast? Group I've I, done,
1: I don't think I've done two people at a time because it's sometimes so hard scheduling. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's, like, a that'd be cool to do eventually, but it's always scheduling. It's, like, oh, it's, it's easier, of course, like, with one person versus trying to get two people. Of course, of course. As it as it is, uh, and I remember Evelyn's schedule was crazy during the season. It was like working. She, I think she was usually working.
0: They work a lot, nurses. Yeah,
1: nurses, and they have very crazy schedules. Yeah. So I was like, okay,
0: <laughs> would you would you like to share your Instagram? Sure. I don't really post anything, <laughs> um, and I, <laughs> I'm really private on social media. I was so saying, like, you're really on there, yeah. Um yeah, it's H what is it? <laughs> I was like what
1: what is your Instagram?
0: Oh, uh, that's a good i ad-
1: because yeah, I think I messaged you on face Facebook.
0: Okay, it's H dot L A N G R underscore outside. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'll post I mean I usually share it and then sometimes people will like reach out like for any questions if they want to like reach out to you directly.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know,
1: just Connecting all of us together because it's what Why we not? do here. <laughs> it's what I do. Um, yeah. It's like I'm so. It's nice to be able to connect to people. Goodbye for now. Uh, we'll see you soon. Have fun in Japan.
0: I will. I will. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been. It's been great. It has
1: been great. It's really. It's it always cool to like talk to people more in depth when like you've met them in other settings. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yes. Let's do it again. Oh my gosh. What is it? Thank you for listening to ABC Adopted Babies from China podcast. If you would like to reach me, it is China at gmail.com or Adopted Babies from China pod on Instagram and Facebook. And I
0: do post a lot. <laughs> Bye.